Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome to Unknown History, a podcast filled with quirky tales from the past. I'm your host, Giles Milton. He could scarcely believe the ease with which he carried out the crime. On Monday the 21st of August 1911, an Italian eccentric named Vincenzo Perugia walked out of the Louvre with the Mona Lisa tucked under his jacket. No one saw him steal the world's most famous painting. No one even heard him remove it from the wall. He managed to slip out of the gallery unnoticed and take the painting back to his apartment. The Louvre was closed on Mondays, making it the perfect time to commit the crime. Perugia entered the museum dressed in white overalls and pretending to be a workman. He then made his way to the gallery where Leonardo da Vinci's famous painting was displayed and lifted its box frame off the wall. Incredibly, none of the Louvre's employees noticed the painting was missing for the whole of that day. No one even remarked on the painting's absence the following morning. Paintings in the Louvre were often removed from the walls because the museum's photographers were allowed to borrow them and take them to their studios. When the artist Louis Berreau went to look at the Mona Lisa that Tuesday morning, he found four iron hooks in the place where she normally hung. He presumed that a photographer had taken her and joked with the guard, when women are not with their lovers, they're apt to be with their photographers. When the painting was still missing at 11am, Beru made inquiries as to when she would be back. Only now, more than 24 hours after Perugia had removed the Mona Lisa, did it dawn on museum staff that she'd been stolen. No one had any idea as to the identity of the thief, and nor could they fathom his motive. After all, it would be impossible to sell such a painting. The Louvre closed for a week as investigations got underway. When the museum finally reopened, there was a massive queue waiting to see the spot where the Mona Lisa used to hang. Overnight, this moderately famous painting had become an international icon. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks... Then, there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. The French police made frantic efforts to trace the thief, but all to no avail. Their only clue was a fingerprint on the wall. And this was the point at which the story acquired a bizarre twist, one that was to implicate Pablo Picasso in the theft. Just a few months earlier, an eccentric bisexual Belgian named Honoré Joseph Géry Pierre had visited the offices of a Parisian newspaper and sold a journalist a little statuette that he'd stolen from the Louvre. He bragged about having stolen other statuettes and sold them to an unnamed artist friend. 
Now, in the aftermath of the Mona Lisa theft, the police were informed of Pierre's crime and began investigating. News of the investigation came as an unwelcome surprise to the young Pablo Picasso, then living in Paris. He had bought several of Pierre's stolen statuettes, knowing they were stolen from the Louvre. He'd even used two of them as models for his famous painting, Les Demoiselles d'Avignon. The net soon closed in on Picasso, and he was arrested by the Paris police. He remained cool under intense questioning and said, quite truthfully, that he knew nothing of the Mona Lisa heist. He was eventually released and allowed to go free. The police never learned about his stolen statuettes. More than two years passed before the Mona Lisa spectacularly resurfaced. In November 1913, a Florentine antique dealer named Alfredo Geri received a cryptic letter which said, The stolen work of Leonardo da Vinci is in my possession. It seems to belong to Italy since its painter was an Italian. The letter was signed Leonardo. Geri eventually got to meet Leonardo and to see the Mona Lisa. Soon after, news reached the press that the Mona Lisa had been found. Perugia was arrested, tried in Florence, and found guilty of what was to prove the most spectacular art heist of the 20th century. He told the court that his only motive for stealing the picture was to return her to Italy. She was intended as recompense for all the Italian paintings stolen by Napoleon. The judge viewed Perugia as a harmless fool. He received a sentence of one year and 15 days in jail, but this was soon overturned and he was allowed to walk free. The biggest winner in the whole saga was the Louvre itself. It now found itself with a world-famous painting to hang on its walls. Vincenzo Perugia's extraordinary theft had turned the Mona Lisa from a moderately well-known painting into an internationally recognised masterpiece. Thanks for listening. Tune in to Unknown History on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify or quickanddirtytips.com. Plus, leave a review if you're enjoying the show. Your feedback and support are incredibly valuable to us. For more quirky stories, pre-order my new book, When Churchill Slaughtered Sheep and Stalin Robbed a Bank, from any book retailer. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.